Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome back to Ausfiz Live from our Barangaroo studios. Uh, great to have your company as we kick off the afternoon with the call. Ten stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel for their analysis. Let's bring them in. Josh Parker from Macro. Josh, how are you? Happy Friday. Thank a bit you. of a weird week, hasn't it? It's been a choppy week, hasn't it? Yeah, with Anzac Day. Yep. But, uh, good rebound on the American markets last night. Good yeah. earnings coming out. Yeah, the big the big fang stocks are propping up the market for the time being anyway. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good news. But oh, I don't of, know how long it'll go for. Bit of a doubting tone in your voice there, Josh. <laughs> Grady Wolf from Bell Direct. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have a doubting tone in your voice No, I've as got well? a pretty good tone this week. I guess the markets are kind of up and down and it's a week by week basis at the moment. So I'm trying to be optimistic, trying to be bullish, but it's kind right. of hard. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the end of April, and we, we talked about it a bit earlier in the week on the paddle. May and June are traditionally really soft months. Everyone goes away in May and sells out. And then last June last year with the um, with the tax selling got really out of control. So uh, yeah, interesting times over the next couple of months. But uh, hey, let's take a look at uh, some of the stocks that you want us to cover in the uh, first half hour. Really interesting ones. Mineral resources, of course, in the news this week. We've got Mervac, Alchem, Whitehaven Coal and United Malt. Uh, stock of the day, thought we'd take a look at Megaport, the software group um, shares have rocketed nearly 40% at the opening to $5.46. A group raised its earnings forecast materially above market consensus, uh, EBIT now between $16-$18 million for FY23, nearly double the expected nine. Uh, million uh, has forecast normalised EBITDA at 41 to 46 million, up from an estimated 30 million cash burn for the quarter, 8.9 million uh, with cash and bank balances at the end of the quarter, 48 million. Um, Grady, really great update from Megaport today. Investors loved it. Incredible update. Um, shares are down 35% over the last year. They have been caught up in the tech sell-off. The company, as we were talking about off-air, it's kind of one of those companies that it's like, what do you exactly do? Right. Um, but we do, like, we like the company. It's, we've got a neutral rating at the moment with a price target of $7, trading around $5.50 after today. Mm. But um, given it is below the t- price target still, but it's edging up there, this could change in the next few days after today's release. But the company, what we want to see, investors want to see with the company in the tech sector is monthly recurring revenue. Interestingly, today they did inc- uh, announce that that has increased 14% year on year to $1.7 million, which investors look for in the tech space. Right. So that's a really good thing. Okay. Company's new CEO as well has just stepped in recently. So it could be a transformation time for the company and they could be starting at the bottom and hitting the ground up. So it's an exciting yeah. outlook for the company. Um, but yeah, we do like the fact that they're in the tech space. Tech has getting momentum again this year. So yeah, yeah it, it could be a buy rating soon, but at the moment it's just a neutral. Okay, so a hold rating hold. For, for you. Um, uh, 
usually new chief executives, mm. Josh, come in and clean the place out. It's all bad news. Yeah. Get the skeletons out of the cupboard. For a new chief executive to come in with a booming update like this, yeah. must be pretty good. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, he's come in at the right time, I'd say. Um, yeah. This was largely expected, their, their shift towards profitability. And that's what a lot of the you know larger tech companies here in Australia are having to do. Um, you know, the access to capital is really dried up. So we've seen names like Xero um, mm. really start to switch towards profitability, which Megaport was obviously forced to do. Um, you know, it's up 40% today. It's clearly a good announcement. It's it's better numbers than what they were you know, previously guiding the market, but it's still back to the price that it was at at the start of last month. Yeah. So we're talking about seven weeks. Uh, right. You know, it sold off that amount. Um, company is still down quite a fair bit. Um, it is a good, good, good sign for the turning point, um, but I wouldn't say that the um, ship has completely turned yet. Maybe it is, um, but too early for us to step into. Okay, this one. so you guys on the panel, pretty regularly, no matter who's on the panel, mm. uh, says, "Look, never get in when a downgrade cycle is is underway. Wait mm-hmm. for the upgrade cycle yep. to start." So this is the start of the upgrade cycle, yep. but you've got to be convinced. There's got to be yeah. more to come yep. to justify that run up today. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to see a full year report. Um, like to see some of the changes that the CEO is doing, for example. Right. Um, and more importantly, you know, this is just one day. Uh, we, we, right. we try not to react too much on, on a one day movement. Right. Let's see how Jeez, this settles hard down. To please, Josh, are you? God. Uh, I hear that a lot. So, so a no? No. Uh, not I'd even a hold? Um, I'd actually sell on this news just to you do would this. You'd sell? Yeah. Okay. And I'd look at alternatives like Zero and realestate.com. Okay. Much prefer those names in this space. So you haven't missed the run with zero? No, look, I think they're still well off all-time highs. Their recent announcement was their okay. shift towards a more sustainable profitability. And, um, yeah, I think uh, that broke the downtrend for it. So I think you're just getting in at the perfect time now. So uh, zero and REA, uh, REA are your preferred yep. Yep. in, in that platforms. Sector. Or Nate Altium are the other ones that are thrown up? Yeah, both really good companies. Um, however... They're not cheap in terms right. of their historical price. They're, okay. they're both at all-time highs, pretty all much. Right. Okay, let's get into the stocks. You want us to take a look at Chad wants a view uh, Grady on mineral resources. Yeah. Uh, whereas um, uh, Megaport came out with great update uh, this morning. Minres had one earlier in the week. Not so good. Not so good at all. Um, the company. Well, the thing you need to understand about Minres, and we're very bullish on it. And I personally need to disclose I did buy in this week. Um, I love this company. It's So you bought in on on the pullback. On the pullback, exactly, because the outlook is so strong. So as we can see, China has the iron ore issues at the moment. They're telling steel mills to cut output because the price of steel domestically is so low. Um, Minres plays in that field. They've got two major iron ore hubs and processing plants. But we do know Chris Ellison is such an amazing managing director and we know their outlook and their where the, the way they're going is incredible. Um, they're not just concentrated on iron ore. They've got lithium. They've got gas exploration in the Perth and Carnarvon basins. They've got, uh, obviously, iron ore as well. Um, they, this week, they did come out with their production guidance downgrade. It wasn't a huge downgrade. It was... Um, 
it was kind of expected in this current environment, to be honest, uh, given the iron ore outlook as well as lithium outlook. So, and they said the Mount Marion is their uh, lithium plant and that's they've delayed the expansion of that. It's still operational. Yeah. Everyone thought this was, oh my gosh, they're delaying. No, they're still operational. It's just delaying the expansion because they can't get, they've got labor constraints. So yeah. that's nothing to do with the company itself, nothing to do internally. It's just simply labor constraints. Um, what we like about the company is that the long term, they've got the lithium hydroxide, which makes 10 times the revenue of spodumene concentrate. So that's where they're playing in. That's exactly where you want to play in the lithium outlook. And they, and they want to bring processing on They want to bring processing here. onshore as well. Yeah. So, and with Chile this week, the government taking, announcing the state control of uh, all lithium projects. So Chile's government's announced they're going to put, they're going to have a majority stake in every lithium project in mm. Chile. That's really turned heads towards other producers like Australia, uh, the US. So for companies like Minres with their assets in Australia, that's exactly where you want to okay. play. So uh, yeah, Minres has a really, really good outlook. Uh, they did have demerger talks last year for the lithium division. That has now been shelved because the lithium division drove their first half results. NPAT up 1,890%. Oh. So understanding that lithium's going nowhere, we're a buy with a $95 right. price target. Okay. Uh, 95, back to its, uh, back to its, back to its peaks. Yeah. Okay, Josh? Yeah, strong company. Obviously, it's, you know, sort of top five in iron ore and lithium here in Australia. Um, I've been talking on the show a lot recently about the potential for the end of this end of this uh, economic, uh, you know, commodity cycle. Um, so I think we want to start to shift from individual uh, you know, plays to companies that have that mining uh, services exposure. So they've got, you know, a lot of pit to port services that they're offering other mining companies um, such as BHP and Rio, and also in the energy space, which Grady mentioned too. So um, yeah, I think it's becoming a strong part of their business. I think in the recent report, it was, you know, up 15 to 20% um, over the last five years per annum. So it's a strong growing part of their business. And I suspect if iron ore and lithium start to slow down over the next couple of years, uh, the mining services will start to make up more and more part of their business. The CapEx will still come through over the next 12 months, uh, which will benefit them. Um, that report wasn't great uh, for, for the stock, of course, but it was on a day where iron ore and lithium were both off. So, um, you know, it was dealt with pretty harshly. Um, I'd definitely like to monitor it over the next few days. Um, Strong, strong company, so I would put an accumulate on it. Um, you know, maybe pick up a portion here, pick up another portion at you know between sixty-four and sixty-seven cents. Uh, uh, dollars. dollars. So, <laughs> yeah. so you reckon it'll get down to sixty-four, sixty-seven? I think the sentiment around iron ore could potentially drag it down to those levels, right. um, which would be a good, good, good price. It's a, you know, previous resistance for, for the company for years, um, right. which played out to be support for a, a okay. last couple of years too. So um, I think it's a good, good buy at those levels. Okay. All right, um, uh, Josh Mort wants a view on Murvac, the mm. uh, the big property group, um, which is spread across. All property classes, isn't it? From, uh, from yeah, residential to shopping centres to commercial. Yeah, we're not ecstatic on REITs at the moment. They're obviously a sector that is hurt by you know high high uh, interest rate costs. Um, that being said, you know, it's got some good stuff in it. If you are interested in a REIT to add to your portfolio, you know they had a good run this month, though, haven't they? Yeah, it definitely has. Uh, it's still, I guess, if we if we can look at the the five year chart, it's still well below uh, yeah. where it was pre pre pandemic. And a big discount, like most REITs. 
uh, to its NTA? Yeah, yeah. So with this one, I think the, the main thing, the main catalyst that you're looking to buy into is is the build build to rent. Uh, could be quite, quite strong for the business. So we've got a pretty significant um, housing shortage at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that could potentially do quite well. They're not too geared uh, in terms of, you know, the industry. So I think about 22% is at, at the moment. Um, so yeah, this one is, is one that could be good. Uh, we, we definitely prefer still that industrial exposure. So this is a lot, a lot of diversification in this, a lot of office space, which we're still quite negative on. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a good company that's, you know, sort of got 98% occupancy rates. So what, a hold from you? Hold, hold for yep. this one. Okay. Grady, what do you reckon? Hold as well at the moment. Right. Um, the company, as Josh kind of covered it really, really well, the company has that high build to rent exposure. They had really good, um, they got really good completion of assets in the first half in that space. Um, so a lot of earnings are driven from that. But we see that their earnings are, <coughs> for all round are skewed to the second half of FY23, especially from strong commercial profits, which are driven by the sell down in industrials um, over the next half, which is expected. Um, they've deferred some of their pipe pipeline projects into the second half purely because of market conditions at the moment and uh, as you said high interest rate environment it's hard difficult to continue in that environment but as we see the pause is coming with the RBA and then the cuts that's exactly where they're going to capitalize so um, they're forecasting 63 million dollars in profits in the commercial division in H2 so everything is kind of skewed to H2 so until we see the H2 results it's definitely a hold at the moment okay all right um, our next stock, uh, back to the miners and back to the lithium grady. Pearl wants a view on Alchem. Yes, so Alchem, lithium, again, it's in the space that everyone's kind of hating on at the moment. Yeah. But, everyone, but it's a producer, isn't it? It's a producer. It's not an explorer. It's, it's so not it an explorer. It's already underway. And the thing about lithium is that it takes seven to 10 years to get a mine underway. So this company is way ahead. Yeah. And they've also got downstream projects at the Nahara project, which is under development at the moment. So we know that a lot of companies who are explorers and miners are looking into downstream options like Lion Town's doing exactly the same now because the money and the margins are made in hydroxide and in the downstream options. So turning the spodumene concentrate into lithium, into the output and the off set. Um, so understanding that the company has really good projects in Argentina, um, they're under development in, there's two in Argentina, they've got the James Bay project as well in Canada. So they're really geographically diversified. So they're not going to get impacted too much by this Chile government announcement this week. Um, but they've got the strong recovery as well, the Mount Catlin project. Um, so yeah, the company, they've got, they're producing, they've got money coming through. Group cash was $578 million at the end of December. So we have a buy rating on them. Um, we do think that they're aiming to maintain their 10% share globally of the global lithium market, experiencing right. unprecedented, uh, unprecedented growth, so right. unprecedented growth. So um, yeah, the, out, the long-term outlook for lithium is strong. Obviously right now it's quite shaky, demand supply, everyone's thinking it's gonna right. become turmoil, but it's not, so Okay, yeah. so Bill generally yeah. as a house, yes. is still quite bullish still on lithium. Still bullish you're, on lithium, You're not yeah. following these? No. Who put out the report? Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs yeah. put out a, such a downer report on but interestingly, spooked the market. But yes. other parts of Goldman Sachs yes. were buying. Well, that's exactly what we're saying, China. yeah. Uh, they're meant to have Chinese walls on yes. one's independent. One saying Does. lithium's terrible, sell out, blah, blah, blah. The other yeah, one's like buying buy. up at the same time. So I was yeah. like, mm, that's a bit, yeah. it's a bit off, isn't it? But no, we are out, long-term outlook, 
EVs aren't going anywhere. Lithium-ion yeah. batteries are number one for EVs. Lots so of production coming on stream. Though. Exactly, exactly. So with that coming on stream, um, but then again, like demand will always be there. So right. as long okay. as demand's there, we're very bullish right. on lithium still. Josh, are you as bullish? A uh, little bit more neutral on the, the lithium <laughs> space at the moment. Um, okay. Know, it's, been, it's been a super strong performer. Um, yeah. the, the likelihood is that it backs up its last year's performance is, is quite low. Um, but, you know, it, it is definitely a sector that, that will make What do you mean? Not the future. company, but lithium prices. You reckon will... Yeah, well, lithium prices have come off quite right. a fair bit. Um, PLS had their report today, and they're expecting that lithium prices will continue to decline in the right. short term. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely. I think just in terms of that, we so do prefer... So Pilbara's a bit itself is a bit negative yeah. on, on the yep. lithium price, what they're producing. Yeah, okay. exactly. So uh, there has been uh, a lot of sort of, uh, you know, slowdown in in the first quarter. Seasonality uh, is, is quite weak for the first quarter for these companies, um, mainly due to a lot of the public holidays and Lunar New Year in China. Oh, right. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of why we've seen a little bit of weakness come out of the reports too. Um, but, yeah, definitely you want to be probably in, in one of the two top names if you want to be in that space. Uh, we would prefer Pilbara just because, um, you know, they're sitting on $2.7 billion cash. Their forward dividend is about 6.6%. So, at least while the market is in somewhat of a consolidation, the lithium market in somewhat of a consolidation period, um, I think at least you're going to get the dividends paid out, which Orkham have yet to do yet. Okay. So you have a no on Orkham, mm-hmm. a yes on Pilbara. Yep. So it's your top. Does mineral resources play into that as well? Yeah, for a more can. Uh, I suppose more conservative investor who yeah it's it's lithium is part of of a portfolio. Yeah, mental. well that's the thing. There's so many good lithium projects. There's so right. many good rare earth projects. How many can you have in your portfolio before you're taking on too much risk? Right. Um, it's something I see quite a fair bit. Um, clients, new clients coming over with eighty or ninety percent in the EV space. You know, playing that 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 thematic, wow. and it has not you know Gosh. sort of been good for them over the last three to six months. So um, eighty to ninety percent, yeah, in lithium stocks, in yeah, materials right. and energy typically. Right. Okay. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, and a lot of that is is rare earths and lithium. So yeah. yeah, it's quite a big holding for a lot of retail investors, which is also a concerning point. Um, so yeah, definitely min resources is good. Um, I'd be okay to hold a little bit of min and Pilbara, um, right. but then not too much outside of that. Okay. All right. Uh, and speaking of rare earths, we've got Linus coming up in the second half hour of the show today. Uh, let's uh, stick with with energy um, and resource stocks, Josh. Uh, yep. Whitehaven Coal. Uh, Ty wants a view on Whitehaven, one of the star performers mm. last year. All coal stocks have come back a bit down to earth. Yeah, um, very similar to Pilbara and the lithium sector. Um, you know, it experienced... 500% uh, returns over yeah. over the previous calendar year. That's come off quite significantly since then. You know, if you bought those highs, you've lost half your money. Um, but I just think with the, the actual commodity price coming off quite significantly, it's almost like what's happening in the uh, US earnings season right now. The numbers are coming in strong, but the numbers are past looking. Um, the numbers for Whitehaven Coal have still come in quite strong, sitting on a boatload of cash. It's done really well. You know, you could argue that... a massive that, dividend. Too, yeah, 
Yeah, it, it paid about a 4% dividend while it dropped 30%. So, yeah. you know, you can keep that and hold on to the franking credits, I, I guess. But um, yeah, since it's paid, since it's paid those dividends. 4% return, but lost 30% on the yeah. share price. Yeah. And that's probably what you're going to face in the future. It's trying to build a base. Look, it's it's lo- unlikely to have another 500% year. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of consolidation in that area. Um, in terms of a coal stock, if you're going to have any, probably want to have Whitehaven coal. It's, it's right. the best of the of the coal stocks, but, but um, would you get in at these levels? Um, no, I'd be, I'd be looking to, to lighten and um, you know sort of. So even sell at these levels. Yep, sell at these. Even levels. though you're down the thirty percent, don't marry it. Well, hopefully you Take made some money on the way up as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, Grady? It's a hold at the moment and the price target has recently been downgraded from $7.05 to $7. Um, again, as Josh covered it very well. Um, downgraded from $7.05 to $7. $7. Yeah. Hmm. We're Gee, still that's, the, no. <laughs> that's not very decisive. It's is not it? very decisive, but again, they're not moving. Like the company at the moment, as you said, they've got really good numbers coming out, uh, but they are far, like past facing, but the company, um, what will you see at Bell Potter is that the outlook for another energy crisis in the near future is not exactly there as we've just come out of one, well, still coming out of one. Um, so we do see that their earnings will continue to decline. Um, there are also challenges in the production of growth and labour constraints at the Gundadar Basin, so that's where their four mines are located in New South Wales. Um, they did experience, obviously, the El Nino, El Nino, El Nino effects as well, the impacts on their production last year. So any um, weather events that come through will impact their operations. Um, and thermal coal, coal prices have obviously moderated over the past months, um, but they, stu- they do continue to have strong free cash flow, which you want to see with the company. Again, strong dividends and buybacks has just come underway as well. So we're expecting the resumption, well, the resumption of the buyback continued on 24th of April. So right. Right. understanding that the company is a strong company, as Josh said, if you want a coal exposure or a coal play, this is the one you want to be in. But yeah, yeah again, we do see their earnings coming down over the next foreseeable future while the thermal coal prices moderate and there's no energy crisis. So no for you, Anna? It's a hold at the moment. A hold. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, our next stock um, coming up for uh, our pick by Xander, um, Grady United Malt Group. Now, <laughs> under takeover offer at the moment yes. from overseas, $1.5 billion takeover offer. Of course, United Malt makes the malt for beer companies and boutique brewers uh, around the world. It was spun out of Grain Corp years ago. Yeah. What do you what do you do in a situation like this? You've I'm got laughing to take over the because the Bell Potter Research title is "Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie." All right. <laughs> so I thought it was fantastic. So like, take the money. <laughs> they're saying "Seal the Deal and Let's Go Boogie." <laughs> um, exactly. So they're the fourth largest commercial maltster in the world. They beer yeah. consumption's going through the roof. Everyone loves a beer, especially on days I like when today. When the takeover offer came by that chart. I wonder. Yeah, you it said I'm pretty guessing well, last come, November, maybe. Yeah, but, but it's come back a bit. <laughs> Obviously, March. Um, yeah, so souffle, so. it implies 11 times the midpoint of the forecast, a maintainable EBITDA target range. Um, the offer is a material premium to obviously the closing price, as you can see on the charts just there. Um, in light of the takeover, we have downgraded from obviously a buy to a hold to see what, how this plays out. But right. yeah, the company is, it's a great company. Um, over the last few years, they have con- gone through obviously supply chain issues, barley issues, but they've all been overcome. So yep. Souffle sees something in them and let's boogie. Okay, so 
Uh, so you're not saying take the money now? No, you're we're not. Hold. See how it plays out. What? Uh, because you think there could be another offer? Could be or? another offer because it's such a good company right. at the moment. So, okay. um, given or well, given that Souffle is a bigger player in the space and yeah. global player, it's kind of what better can you get? But yeah. could be another one coming. But yeah, we do see it's a hold at the moment. So okay. All yeah. Because right. uh, Josh, uh, market speculation was Grain Court flogged it yep. in the hope of a takeover offer coming. It's been a, yeah. a few years as we yeah. saw it sort of was spun out about three years ago. Yeah, and Grain Corp still hold a, a pretty decent portion. I think it's around 10% right. of uh, the, the company. So, you know, they'll, they'll benefit from the, the company getting and taken the, And over. they haven't sold anything though? No, no, they still right. hold as that yet? initial 10% right. that they held okay. when they sold it off. Yep. So what do you think um, United shareholder at the moment? Yeah. Because often... So the experts on the, or the panelists on the on the call are mixed in their response. Some will say, "Hey, it's up there. Even if there's a couple of cents, five or ten cents in it, just take the offer yeah. in case it's withdrawn down the track and yeah. the price comes back again." Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be such a binary decision. Um, when you get a takeover, um, our game plan is to take off a half. Off on that, oh, right. okay. so you can take off a half, um, you know, straight away. If the price goes higher, great. Yeah. Um, if if the takeover gets pulled, well, I guess I ho- hopefully you were comfortable with the position in the first place. Yeah, but you've taken off that half. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, we definitely. And that's um, what you do with this. Yeah, trim a half. I would have done it the day it it, it came out. Um, what we did instead, we weren't holders of it. Um, but we had a look into Grain Corp and, and uh, you know, look to take a position in that, accumulate that one, um, because obviously once this goes through, it'll flow through to their, their right. balance sheet. And also so you bought independent, Grain, Yeah, independently Grain we like that, that, that position as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, this one, it did unfortunately downgrade its guidance just yesterday. So that's why you can sort of see the sharp yep. jack up and then a, a bit of a cool off. So there is somewhat of a risk that, um, the offer gets revised down because they didn't have that information. Right. I highly doubt they didn't have that information, but um, you know, they, it could be, they could play hardball and there's no right. other buyer and they'll have to accept it. So um, yeah, just reiterate the sell and uh, put half of it into Grain Corp. Okay, all right. So switch out of United Malt that half of it into uh, its biggest shareholder, Grain Corp. Mm-hmm. Get the double bang Just up. due to all report right. next month as well. Okay, all right. Let's recap uh, the first five stocks. Um, uh, stock of the day was Megaport after a uh, uh, a good update today, a hold from Grady and Bell. Uh, just has got to sell on it, uh, take your money and run, sell into the uh, into the rebound today. And if you want to keep that money in tech stocks, uh, his prefer- preference is zero and REA at the moment. Uh, Minrares, a buy from Grady. Uh, an accumulate from uh, from Josh, um, if it gets down to around sixty four dollars, that would be uh, a better buying price. He's, he's got a hold on it if you're in it at the moment. Uh, move back a hold from both. Uh, Alchem a buy from Gravy, um, a no from Josh. He prefers uh, Pilbara if you're going to be in that lithium space or or Minres. Uh, Whitehaven Coal, a sell from Josh, a hold from Grady. Uh, United Malt, sell half after the uh, after the takeover offer from Souffle. Switch that half into Grain Corp, which is the the biggest shareholder of United Malt, and a hold from uh, from Grady. 
Uh, so interesting first half hour on, in terms of the stocks, really diverse bunch. Um, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction investment fund, a fantasy fund that was picked, picked by our investment committee. The latest episode of the committee meeting is live on the platform, osbiz.com, so go and check it out. Um, the May committee meeting will be up early next week. Uh, back at the April meeting, um, New Century was removed. Um, they added to the um, uh, WiseTech was added, and then the weightings were up for Wes Farmers and Macquarie Group. Uh, went up by 2% each, which um, uh, was a pretty good call uh, given the last month. Um, and another 1.5% was added to Boss Resources, 7% in cash. And uh, since the 1st of March last year, the return on a cumulative basis up about 9%. So keep sending in the request to the call because double buyers get, rever uh, get referred up to the investment committee. Um, now, uh, joining us next week, we're holding a virtual investor event delving into five small caps at the forefront of change in their respective industries. That's in partnership with the Australian Stock Exchange. Uh, it's May 4th at 9am, and if you can't make it live, uh, make it live, registration will allow you to watch on demand. And we'll also be joined by fundies to explain how to invest in these emerging companies. So to register, uh, go to osbiz.co slash change makers. That will be fascinating, that event. All right, this half hour, we're going to take a look at Accent Group, Linus, Brickworks, Templar Webster, and New Farm. All right, Link wants a view, Josh, on Accent Group, the big retailer, the foot retailer, whole bunch of brands they own, including Foot Locker. Yeah, um, great business, obviously. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, my views on the market in general and the sector kind of outweigh how good a company this is. So if I'm bearish on the market, I'm, I'm you know, even more bearish on the consumer discretionary stocks. Obviously, we've got cost of living pressures um, mounting and getting even higher. If we do see a second wave of inflation before the RBA are able to lower rates, then they're going to have no choice but to rise them again, which is really going to impact homeowners. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts. So you reckon rates will keep going up? Um, no, but I think there's a risk that if we get a second wave of inflation, then they'll have no choice to. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's something I'm monitoring for. We like to try and flag risks as far out as possible, keep an eye out for them, um, and then react if, if they are going to occur, uh, rather than actually betting on the counter trend. Because, right. I mean, our thesis has been that interest rates will lower inflation, um, but it just may not be uh, as smooth sailing right down to their target rate. So, um, yeah, I think that will impact. You know, we've spoken a lot about um, the less discretionary nature of the companies and the brands that are you know, targeting younger consumers. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, lot of sort universals of- Universals. Yeah, a lot yeah. of brands that are, that are sort of covered in that area here, Lovely like so. Platypus, yeah. Glue, um, you know, Hocker, Hype, Athletes Foot. So a lot of those sort of um, will target the, the younger market as well. So it should be a lot more resilient. Um, you know, it's really mixed with this one. If I was managing a portfolio, you know, where you just 
sort of really, um, you know, just focused on the performance. You have no affinity to the company whatsoever. I'd say sell it, it's at all time highs. Um, but if your approach is like a five or 10 year hold in companies that you want to understand the story and be a part of it, I think this is one of those great companies that you'd like to hold for the five or 10 year, if that's your strategy. Right, yeah. okay. It's not mine though, so okay. I sell. So you wouldn't be getting in at the moment. You're, you're saying sell at these record levels. Yeah. Um, but Grady, if we bring the, the one-year chart back up, it has been phenomenal this since company. Uh, over the last six months. Now, yeah. everyone has been saying, uh, uh, recession, recession, mm-hmm. economy slowing, consumers going into their bunker, um, and they haven't. And you yeah. look at that share price has just defied everything. This company is honestly phenomenal um we have a buy on it because we're so so unlike we love the company um increased price target recently from two dollars 40 obviously past that now to two dollars 80. um the company just continues to go from strength to strength and they're running at a really strong pace because they're targeting the younger demographic um with the people who you've got your first job you don't pay to rent to live at home you've got no cost of living pressures at all where do you put your money in fashion in this sha tiktok trend you want the latest (laughs) latest shoes you want you want to be looking cool on tiktok so that's where their money goes they've got their first paycheck from their little part-time job at the local retailer where do you put it into the accent group they have 750 stores worldwide 35 brands and 40 websites so they're very very well integrated across all platforms they are running at a really strong pace first half was a beat second half is off to a really strong start their NPAT went up it was something phenomenal like um 50 sorry 295 percent on the on the prior corresponding period so given we had a lot of money last year and interest rates at the same period were low how are they still how are people still spending in this space i'm unsure but it's um the, co- the company also benefited from 193 million dollars of retail spend benefiting from the new south wales back to school vouchers yep. so that really pumped them up um they're really ahead in stock and fashion so they do carry a lot of inventory which traditionally for retailers is not a great thing but given their high turnover they're like for like sales in the second half already are 16 to 24 percent higher than last year so their second half is already off to a really strong start this is our key pick in the retail space so this is your top this is bell's pick in the retail space yep the accent group because they honestly can do no wrong um Mm. and given that we're expecting obviously consumers spend to come down if the latest in the latest retail spend clothing footwear and accessories spend went up so the people are still spending on shoes and given their diversification they've got fashion i literally have received my hawkers from athletes foot yesterday (laughs) so they came in the mail um i'm on the hawker bandwagon to start running again um glue store they've got sketches doc martens converse adidas asics they've got everything covered from fashion lifestyle and actual running facilities okay. so so this, this is, is your this top is stock this is it in retail because um, the visas had a really big run they have as well yes because they're on the cheaper jewelry end yeah. but how long because they're very concentrated on fashion jewelry yeah and so and big overseas big overseas also. exactly mm. um and then but then city cheek like look at those they've yeah absolutely tanked oh, so because yeah. their inventory is so high but likewise accent group has a lot of inventory so it shows if you have high inventory you can still yeah. run 
Yeah. And and just shows you retail, you've got to be really selective, don't Very. You? And you so, have to understand the story. Right. Like big time, because in this current space, as you know, interest rates are rising, cost of living pressures are through yeah. the roof. But if you're going to buy into the retail and consumer discretionary space, you want to buy where there's actual value, not where the story or outlook is high. Right. Yeah. Because JB Hi-Fi's chart, it's sort of trading within a range at the moment, looks nothing like Accent. No, exactly. Um, at all. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. We've got Templar Webster coming up a bit later as well. Um, our next stock, uh, Josh James wants a view on Linus, the, uh, the Rare Earths Group. And uh, Josh was, uh, James rather has uh, uh, posed a question. Um, Linus v. Arafura resources uh which company's share price will increase more over the longer term yeah very difficult i love questions (laughs) like this good on you james great question very difficult to answer um no come on i'll take the don't start us off with that i'll take the political (laughs) approach so um look they both look quite um similar on paper i think the chart looks better for aru um you know it's consolidating right on the 200 day moving average right now that being said, there are a couple of other rare earths that may be more interesting. Oh, so okay. I'll divert. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Lin, uh, L-I-N, um, that one has really done quite well. Um, they've got projects that are uh, you know, sort of in the Malawi, Africa area. Uh, we're currently doing a lot of research into that particular uh, oh. rare earth exposure right. because we're conducting an IPO uh, for DY6 metals uh, right. in that exact area. So uh, that was, uh, you know, been one of the best performers over the last, uh, I think, 12, six months, mm. six to 12 months. Okay. Um, so I think uh, that one will be, will be uh, a lot stronger than both of those. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you would go a no on Linus and Arafura and go Lin instead. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's breaking down on the charts, Linus. Unfortunately, obviously, you know, same thing with the lithium market. Like it's going to do quite well. The the sentiment's been a little bit dented from you know, so a Tesla saying they don't need rear earths from their batteries, but they are better batteries at the at the same time. So, um, you know, if you're I, th- I think over the next five years, um, lithium is, is quite strong. And then probably in the five to 10 year range, the rare earths is, is really where, where the domination comes Isn't Linus in. going to bring process, uh, rare earths is mm-hmm. horrible environmentally mm-hmm. to process, isn't it? So yeah. they do it yeah. in Malaysia, but they've got plans to bring it on shore, a bit like mineral resources has been doing, mm. sort of adding that next level of processing to it. Yeah. Will that help it? Yeah, a lot of these companies are looking at the vertical vertical integration to value add along the chain. So, yeah. um, you know, what else are they going to do with great, all this cause, cash? Because for years we've just dug up dirt, shipped mm. it offshore for somebody else to make the margin yeah. on 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 the next level. So it's great that they're, they're doing it. Yeah. But mm. will shareholders benefit? Yeah, definitely, because they make uh, you know a value add uh, at each stage, yeah. and vertical integrations are always sort of more cost effective for a business as well. So the more you can do in house successfully, I'll caveat that with, uh, yeah. the more you can do in house successfully. <laughs> it's a good caveat to put is, on. Is, yeah. is going to be good for shareholders. It's a bit more complex than just digging it out. The ground, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. When you've got a processor. Yeah. All right, interesting. Uh, Grady, what do you think of Linus? Linus, we have a spec buy on Arafura. Um, right. They're not producing yet, so our long term 
random outlook is good for them, but we have a buy on Linus. Right. Um, on the Tesla front, we do think the Tesla sell-off was overdone. That's because NDPR, which is obviously the rare earths or the main rare earths, um, that's because of supply constraints at the moment. So Tesla said there's not enough supply at the moment and the, it's actually used in the permanent magnets, so the motors of EVs. Right. So long-term, the motors needing these, all EV motors need rare earths. So understanding that there's going to be a lot of demand outlook, not just from Tesla, but all the EV makers right. as cars transition to the EV green future. Um, our title of this research is called Prepare for the Worst, Hope for the Best. So we see the next three months. So as Linus have said, they're shifting operations from Malaysia to to Kalgoorlie yeah, yeah. because of the cracking and leaching issues that are there. And Malaysia saying they're going to ban their whole operations from July 1, should they not win the, um, the they've gone in with a rebuttal kind of thing. So yeah. they've gone with a hearing. Um, the hearing's on April 28th. So I'm looking forward to seeing oh, that. Today. Today, literally yeah. today. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of that to see if they can continue in Malaysia at a, at a less capacity. They said it's going to be it's similar to... a big day to, for them, isn't it? It is a big day. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if Malaysia says that they can continue at an, a capacity similar to COVID is what um, Linus is likening right. it to. But they're still going to prepare for the worst and come back to Kalgoorlie. But that will be a three-month transition period. Um, they've got a really good management team, really strong outlook, um, and we do see that demand for rare earths is going to continue driving. So when in the future with lithium, the question with lithium is, is there going to be a better battery? And people are talking graphite coming out. So um, if there is a replacement for lithium, the next commodity could be graphite. Right. But with rare earths, they're always going to be needed in motors. There's nothing to kind of replace the rare earths and there's no potential newcomer. Right. So understanding that the outlook is really strong long term and it's a really quality business and a key supplier of rare earths to the Western economies. So we are really bullish long term on um, Linus. Okay, but the headline... Prepare, Prepare for the for worst. The worst hope yes. for the best. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't sell you. it. <laughs> when you start off with that, I thought, yeah. how'd you come out with two buys? Yeah, it's, oh, it's two buys. Like that. But the short term at the moment, because they're trading, um, shares are down 30% over the last year in right. Linus. So they're trading quite low. Um, and But they are up 165 over the last five years. So right. they're down quite so a bit. So do you structure a, a, with something like that to say, you don't go in boots and all with your investment no, little no, no. at the moment. No. Have a nibble at the moment. Have a nibble and, and see how it goes. Be prepared for it yes. to come back yep. and yep. maybe top It could up keep there. coming back for a while because the, yeah. the, as the market responds to their shift from Malaysia to Kalgoorlie, right. um, because we know production output, they've said production output is going to be down over right. the next three months. Okay. So. They've forecast it. Um, just right. depends how the market responds, really. Stick it with your African rare Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Kalgoorlie? We oh, love WA. Now you're, <laughs> yeah, now, now you're talking your book with your new IPO. Yeah. Coming on. I know. Yeah, so, Let's okay. pump it up. All right. Okay. Um, uh, Christy wants a view, Grady, on uh, on Brickworks. So something a bit more defend dependable, of course, yes. makes it bricks, but uh, basically it's a big property play mm -hmm. is part of that soul pats yep. sort of uh, triangle of cross ownership as well. Yes. Um, we've literally just initi initiated coverage of them. So we start oh, with a buy right. and a price target of $27 over the next 12 months. Um, the company is, a, it's a really interesting company. When I was looking at it, I was like, there's so much at play here. It's not just bricks. No. Um, obviously, 
they have their most of their revenue comes from the North American and Australian uh, brick products divisions, but they also get a lot of their revenue from their holding or Seoul, Washington Seoul Patterson's holding in um, its New Hope Corporation. Yes. So a lot of their revenue comes from that. So it's really interesting to see that a brickworks company has a play in mining, yeah. but it's great. So, and it drives a lot of their revenue. Um, the diversification front, we really like that part of the company. Um, their leading assets are in the suburbs of Badgery Creek Airport, which is good exposure to a growing market on the building front. So they've got a lot, a lot of that coming off in the near term. Um, the building product faces outlook has difficult outlook for FY24 just because they've got a backlog from the home builder that they're addressing and working through. And obviously, we had the building constraints, labor constraints, building companies going under left, right, and center. So, if there's no building companies, bricks can't be used. Yeah. So, they do have that backlog to work through um, that they have said is going to be some um, kind of tougher times to see the projected forward to FY24, but they should come off that and then continue yeah. to kind of moderate after that. It's a beautiful business model because what yeah. they do is they build a quarry on the outskirts of cities yeah. to, um, to to build the bricks for the houses. Then as the suburban crawl goes out, I remember when Channel 7 used yeah. to be at Epping oh. and next door to it, this is Epping, which is fairly in a city, yeah. if you like, of Sydney, had a massive quarry, brickworks quarry next door. Wow. It was dug out and then turned into apartments wow. in a joint venture with Movac. And as they made a fortune out of it and they've done it so many times. So that's why it's not just bricks, it's a property play as well. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what's the view on brickworks? And the question is, do you get into brickworks direct or do you buy into them through Soul Pats? So you have a bit of Brickworks, a bit of mm. uh, New Hope and, yeah. and the rest of the investments that Solpats has. Yeah, we've done that in the past when we wanted to get exposure to Brickworks and, and, and New Hope as well um, and just the broader yeah. market. So um, that's, that's a, I guess, the, the sort of thing that would say no for that in the short term because Solpats um, you know, just recently have added a lot of diversification to their business. Yep. Like one of their biggest holdings is Macquarie. Um, so, you know, they're, they're more of a fund manager than just a pure energy stock yeah, that they were. So, now, yeah, they? yeah. Obviously, it's a really good one to buy when you think the market overall is, is quite cheap um, and you're liking those exposures. Um, I think I think I'd be more comfortable being in Brickworks than, right, than Sol Pats at these okay. levels. Um, even though it's, you know, relatively quite high at its all time highs, you know, the building industry. Um, and, and that's a, another part of the market that hasn't really seen the impacts of cost of living is, is, is still on those renovations. Um, yeah. You know, maybe it's somewhat of the lagging uh, that we had during lockdowns and COVID, but people weren't able to do a lot of that. Yeah. Um, there's also massive shortages in the, the building industry. You know, a lot of insurance work that's been going on at the moment as well. So I think just generally that sector has a bid tone. Um, so yeah, Brickwork seems like a strong name. There's a few others out there that are relatively, um, you know, a lot lower on the charts and, and, and may be a better pick. Um, but uh, like yeah, I think, uh, like James Hardy, for example, right. um, you know, that could be okay. Um, we've just, you know, sort of started to conduct our research into that sector with the idea that it's going to be a strong sector moving forward. So um, I'll keep you updated. Okay. So <laughs> it's pretty works to buy. Uh, yeah, hold at least. A hold. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not very bullish. James Hardy. And then, of course, there, there's the other one that comes up on the call a lot, which isn't 
uh, covered by mainstream media much is John's Link, which is the mm. uh, um, the uh, the builder that mainly does insurance work. Yeah. Um, and I think who was it on the call a few weeks ago would pair John's Link with insurance company. Yeah, it would have yeah. been someone from Macro. I yeah. think yeah. we have a bar It was something them, so. that we did. Yeah, yeah quite often. Interesting mm. one. If you get any weakness in in QBE from insurance claims, um, yeah. hopefully that's sort of made up with JLG's yeah. earnings. Yeah. All right, uh, next stock, uh, Martha wants a view. Back to retailers on Temple and Webster, the uh, the big digital online homewares retailer. Um, Martha wants a view on that. Josh, what do you think of Temple and Webster? Given your yeah. bearish on retail all up, yeah. um, do online retailers have an advantage because they don't have any bricks and mortar mm. rent or mm. costs alone? Yeah, look, I, I still think it's an avoid uh, for the time being. You know, it's it's, a, it's again, something that's experienced huge growth over uh, the COVID period. This is a strong business, um, but I just think they're gonna face a tough environment. So, you know, the five-year return on this is like 2000% still, um, but it's still, um, you know, done in, very quite low. Mainly done in the first two years. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. The last three years hasn't Exactly, been and then they had, uh, I guess, a, you know, a beneficial environment, let's call it, with the the lockdowns. So, um, yeah, I think we're. I just, I'd just rather see it stand on its own, on two feet, in a normal market yeah. condition uh, outside of that. So um, this one, it's it's bounced up quite a bit. I think if we get more pressures come through, then it's likely to struggle. So um, I'd still be looking. Likewise, Kogan, as well. They had a yeah. good update earlier in the week. Uh, there's uh, uh, mm. parts of the market. Um, there's a confidence issue in in Kogan with yeah. some of the things they've done in the past, but mm. does, did that singular signal a turnaround? They're saying they they were getting through their um, their stock levels. Yeah, um, unfortunately not. I think Kogan um, has you know got its own sort of intercompany issues. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd avoid that one for the time being. And you know maybe buy Amazon or something like that if you, okay. if you really want something that you can get exposure to like that. Intercompany issues. That's sort of <laughs> very <laughs> diplomatic. Yeah, yeah, very it. diplomatic way of saying that there, there is a confidence issue with us. There's something going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grady, what do you think of Temple and Webster? Uh, yeah, we're a hold at the moment with a price target downgraded from five dollars ninety to four dollars ten. So quite a significant jump there, yeah. just because. Look at that fifteen, almost fifteen bucks. 14 yeah, bucks. Phenomenal. Two years ago, uh, because that was a COVID jump mm. we saw, and the company has a really good business model in drop shipping. So they don't tend to, I say tend to because I'll address this in a second, tend to hold much inventory. Um, so with that in mind, in COVID, they boomed because everyone had so much money, government stimulus, low interest rates. What better to do than in lockdown than start yep. renovating your whole Buy house? Yep. Exactly. So people have bought these more mm. these larger value items. Um, we are seeing a downturn in customers. Customers are now at 840,000 as we see a shift to value. Um, and then, but there is a strong repeat customer, 57% repeat customers for this company. So mm. that's what you want to see for the likes of the retailers in the furniture space. Um, re revisiting that inventory point, they actually revised inventory up to 25.7 million, which is unhealthy for a drop shipping company because they literally go third party to third party. Yeah. So for them to hold stuff now, and it, given the cyclical change in spend is not a great how did, thing. How did they do that? Because uh, that's, 
uh, Nick Scarley's business model, isn't it? Yeah. You pay for your couch, then they make it for you. Exactly. Rather so than hold it. they may have bulk ordered some <laughs> to get a discount price. Oh, right. They could have been okay. one of those kind of deals. They would have gone, oh, we'll, we'll buy 10 for price right. of eight. We'll okay. hold eight in assumption that they're going to sell, yeah. but they're not selling. So right. at the same time, so and they've rev- uh, their first half revenue is down 12%. So mm. understanding that we're a hold at the moment just because, as you said, the company went on this huge run during COVID, but it's a third party shipping. We know people are less, well, spending less on household goods. Yep. So, uh, yeah, hold at the moment. Okay. Yep. Plus, All they're right. really difficult to build. Um, so, the only time you'd have to build some of their products is when you're locked down. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who has time for that? Yeah, no one's got the time to build them anymore. So, no. well, they might just buy they're, them. They're harder to build than IKEA. Oh, IKEA I is think a so. beast of its own. Yeah, oh, right. I think okay. I got something during lockdown, which was like a 200-step process. I did a Kmart one the other day, a right. chest of drawers, and it took me six hours. And oh I felt I felt God. so liberated, though. I was like, I've done this. <laughs> it's sort of halfway through, you're thinking, anyone on the air task? Exactly what I was going to say. And do that. Yeah, we did, um, you know, those big deck chairs, garden oh, chairs, yeah, yeah. which I bought from Temple and Webster and they came flat packed and we put did it together it... and we had one bit missing yeah. oh, and no. by, and by, or, or one bit extra by yeah. the time we oh, put okay. it together. And on, on the photo, it looked as though it was decorative. Mm. So okay. we actually, after doing the first one, thought, oh, you probably don't need this. Anyhow, we sat on the whole thing collapsed no. because it was, it was the one bit that held the jigsaw puzzle together. Anyhow, we learned our lesson building the second one, which yeah. worked perfectly. And then, then we added it to the first one and it was still dodgy. How many hours was wasted oh, in that, God, can I ask? And how many arguments? <laughs> it does come with a relationship well. test. A relationship uh, warning. The, the first page of the, the booklet. Does yeah. it what? Does it what? <laughs> All right. Uh, final stock, uh, Kit wants uh, a view, Josh, on New Farm, the mm. big uh, agricultural group, chemicals. And it's also like um, a seed bank for farmers, isn't yeah. it? I think there's a place in portfolios for agricultural stocks. Um, You know, over the last couple of years, it's been a a really strong um, performer from an earnings increase point of view. Um, You know, not crazy share prices like we've seen with coal and lithium, but, you know, really strong from from an underlying um, demand point of view. And obviously a lot of supply risks with a, you know, a world war going on currently. So um, it's one of the ones that I think there's there's a place for it in the portfolio. New Farm has you know really struggled in, in recent years. It does a lot of really interesting, great things like sort of seed technology and yeah. you know some, some really sort of cutting edge um, agricultural tech advancements. But like, I'd like, rather keep it. Like yeah. new hardier seeds for wheat. And, yeah. And I think canola they've done a lot yeah, in as exactly. well. Yeah, exactly. There's a fair bit of it. There's really a mesh a, that... It's an interesting business. Yeah, there's it? a mesh that protects it from, you know, all contaminants and all, all sorts yeah. of things that they're working on. Um, I'd prefer to keep it simple in the space. So, you know, buying companies that just continually making... Um, 
it's it's a simple business. You know, you don't need right. to complicate it too much. It, just continuing to make earnings and profits and flowing that like through. Um, like what? Like an elders, business. you know, we, we're, an elders is... Everyone's been banging on about elders. Everyone loves it. And, I know. Uh, yeah, but the share, to go but down. the share price goes nowhere. We're holding them at yeah, the moment. We recently does. downgraded it on elders. Yeah, you yeah. downgraded Downgraded to hold, yeah. All it needs is another report and the CEO to come in. I think it'll be okay. <laughs> right, okay. And... <laughs> And it had a, didn't it have a big hedge fund that was uh, reducing yeah. its holding as well? So like it's an algo trading fund. Um, so I guess they just maybe, they probably have a, an alert system that says CEO left, immediately right. sell. Yeah. Right. Um, so there was some significant selling coming from that. Okay. Um, and that's what caused a, a lot of the downside pressure. Right. So no to new farm, mm-hmm. uh, but you do a yes to elders. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Grady? Hold on, elders. Yes to New Farm. Right, okay, all right. <laughs> um, price target of $7.15. Shares naturally have come down over the last year because of the El Nino uh, weather events and the ag chem prices we've seen shifting around overseas, the lower demand, lower prices. Um, but we have seen a material turnaround in that and omega-3 prices have gone up considerably in recent times. The thing we love about New Farm is their omega-3 canola. So it's helping the fisheries of the world. So it's uh, we've got a new way of getting of getting omega-3 is through canola. It's um, competing with different products from different companies that are like the algae products, but it's absolutely killing it. It's really revised mm. up for the company. It's a key driver of revenue now. Um, their first half report, first quarter report, sorry, was really good. Um, growth trends are strong in North America again, up 22%. Um, they're kind of static in Europe and the APAC region's up 1%. So they've got global diversification, strong uh, growth all around. Um, in active ingredient prices continue to decline. So they were headwinds in the last financial year. This year, they're actually tailwinds because right. they're, for the, they're coming down for the company. So that really helps them through. Um, El Nino is still a threat for the winter crop because we do know that three-month rainfall is uh, outlook is 60 to 80% chance below median, but that still holds a threat from last year. As we know, Sydney is a very rainy place and yep, Australia yep. is a very rainy place now. That's all, um, cha- that's all changing though. Weather Bureau yes. saying, I keep mucking up which is which, but yeah. any, anyhow, the wet El Nino, El Nino to the dry one yeah. is about to start. Okay, well... Tailwinds, headwinds, we don't know. Yeah, we'll assess yeah. it as it that's comes a, out. That's agriculture though. Um, yeah. But we do expect, well, exactly, if you're playing the, if you're playing yeah. into the space, you have to, Mother Nature plays a big part. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, a, you yeah. could be the best farmer in the world, but yeah. at the same time, you yeah. can't. Yeah. <laughs> so no, we retain our buy rating and we see okay. a really strong pathway to them reaching their FY26 targets. Okay. So. All right, let's <laughs> recap the, uh, the final five stocks. Uh, Accent Group uh, has really divided Josh and uh, and Grady. Josh has a sell, Grady has a buy on it. Uh, Linus, uh, a buy from Grady, uh, a spec buy on Arafura because our, our viewer asked Linus v Arafura. So buy on both, but more speculative buy on Arafura. Um, a no from Josh, he prefers another group in the sector called Lynn. Uh, Brickworks, a hold from Josh, a buy from Grady. Uh, Temple and Webster, a hold from Grady, a no from Josh. And New Farm, uh, a no from Josh, prefers elders in the ag space um, and a buy from Grady. 
Uh, Josh Barker from uh, Macro, good to see you, mate. Thank thanks, you for joining thanks us. Thanks for having me. Uh, Grady Wolf from Bill, great Th- to see you. Great have, to see you have both. a good thanks weekend, uh, team. Uh, if you've got any stocks you'd like us to cover here on the call for me to put to our expert panel, they're the gurus. Um, Ausbiz.co slash call picks or tweet us using the at TV handle. Uh, more of the call, same time, Monday, and more of Ausbiz after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.